It's week 17. We have two more weeks left to cover here on the JV show. I am very happy that playoffs is coming. Uh, I'm not as sad about the uh, regular season ending, mainly because my fantasy seasons went miserably. And the fact that, at least for the AFC, we've got some incredible teams already clinched into the playoffs. So before we get into Week 17 itself, let's look at where we are with clinch scenarios. So already clinched for the AFC, Buffalo and Kansas City have clinched their divisions. And then the Bengals, Ravens, and Chargers have all clinched at minimum a wild card. Obviously, Bengals and Ravens is going to come down to next week, Week 18, provided both teams win or both teams lose this week, that being the Bengals and Ravens. However, the Bengals will clinch the AFC North division with a Cincinnati win or or plus a Baltimore loss or tie, or since he ties and Baltimore loses. Miami can clinch a playoff with a win and a Jets loss or a Miami tie and a Jets loss. Plus a Pittsburgh loss, apparently. So that's it for AFC. Nothing else can happen. It's really going to come down to that last wild card spot, week 17, um, between really the AFC East is vying for that last playoff spot because the Chargers are playing for seeding. Bengals, Ravens, same thing. And then the Jaguars and Titans are going to come down to week 18. Um, This week is kind of irrelevant for both of those teams. So if Jacksonville loses, I'm not going to cry over spilling open. We'll talk about the Cowboys-Titans game in just a second. But for the NFC, so we already know the Eagles-Cowboys have clinched the playoffs. Uh, Philadelphia will win the division with a win or a Dallas loss. So, you know, provided Philly takes care of business this week, they will have the division and the one seed if they win, yes. Uh, Vikings and Niners have clinched their divisions. And then another scenario for the Eagles is if Dallas loses and Minnesota and San Francisco all lose, they clinch the number one seed as well. Okay, so Tampa Bay can clinch the division if they win. Congrats. The Giants have seven different scenarios, but if they win against the god-awful Indianapolis Colts, they will clinch a playoff berth. Um, I won't go into all the other scenarios. It's basically the Gi- the Giants have to tie, and then one of the seven and eight teams, two or multiple of the seven and eight teams between Green Bay, Detroit, Washington, and Seattle have to lose. The Commanders clinch a playoff berth if and only if they win, and then the Hawks, Lions, and Packers lose. So not a whole lot of clinching scenarios it's kind of shocking that we're still going to have divisions being settled in week 18 um potentially the afc north the afc south definitely will be clinched in week 18 and then provided the panthers can win the divisions um will be up for grabs next week so there's a whole lot to play for in the next two weeks which is pretty rare um, I feel like most of the times, five to six of the divisions are clinched before this week, but we have meaningful games this week. So, with 
without further ado, let's get into it. Dallas at Tennessee. The injury reports, not great for Dallas. Uh, Leighton Van Der Esch and Tony Pollard have both been ruled out. And Michael Parsons should play, but he's got a hand injury. Now for the Titans. Okay. Ryan Tannehill. Jeffrey Simmons. Uh, Nicholas Petit Freire. Amani Hooker, Bud Dupree, Zach Cunningham, Dylan Cole, Josh Thompson are all ruled out. And Derek Henry, Christian Fulton, and Danico Autry are all doubtful. And word just came over the interwebs earlier this morning that Malik Willis is being benched for Josh Dobbs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dallas is favored by 13 and a half. It's at Tennessee. Mike Rabel gets his guys to get up and play no matter who's playing. But that is a rough, rough injury report. They're playing tonight. Well, obviously, I'm taking Dallas to win. Can Dallas cover 14 points? Can They, they can win by two touchdowns. It's a, but it's a Thursday. Uh. I don't have a whole lot. I'm going to take Tennessee plus 14 or plus 13 and a half. Damn, I'm going to have to come back to that game. I don't feel good about it either way. Okay. Uh, the rest of the injury reports aren't out yet. So I'll just kind of go off of what I know now. All right. These, this game, I don't really care about either way. It's Cardinals-Falcons. Um, who cares? I'll take... So Colt McCoy should be starting. So you know what? I'm going to take Arizona plus three and Arizona to win. I, I, I just don't care about this game. Bears-Lions. It's at Detroit. So let me... Give me, give me Detroit minus six. I think Detroit trying to stay in the playoff mix. Obviously, losing last week was not great for their chances. They're still 7-8, and eight, and if a few things break their way, they could still make the playoffs. But I think the, the Lions are punching above their weight right now. I, I picked them to finish around six wins, and they'll probably finish with eight. That's, that's a successful season and something to build off of. Plus, you have the Rams pick, which is pretty nice right now. And, look, look, Justin Fields is really good running the ball, throwing not so much. Um, I expect the Lions to be able to make quick work of this Bears defense. Bears played really well against the Bills until they weren't in the final few minutes of the fourth quarter. And they played frisky against the Eagles. And, actually, they played each other earlier this season. What was the Lions-Bears when they played in... Chicago. That's not the one I'm looking for. Oh, that's right. It was a really close win where the Lions won by one. So, yeah, I'll take Detroit to win. I'll take Chicago to cover. You know, divisional games can always end up being weird, and I feel like more often than not are close scores. Okay. Jacksonville going to visit the frisky Houston Texans. Texans took it to the wire with Dallas and Kansas City. 
Jacksonville doesn't really need this game, and it's all contingent on Week 18 for their playoff hopes. So, you know what? I'm going to take... Hmm. But Houston, I think Houston wants to keep that first overall pick. Because if Chicago gets it, they're probably going to trade out of it. Because why? I don't I don't I don't really know if there's anyone that you want to take at the first overall pick that you couldn't get a few picks down. Uh, Jack, Texans already beat Jaguars once this year, so I'll give Jacksonville this one. But I'll take Houston to cover plus four. It seems reasonable. All right, Broncos at Chiefs. Russell Wilson played last week. I couldn't tell much, but he did. He did play. Um, Kansas City needs to keep winning in order to vie for that one seed still. And the Broncos are a dead fish. They laid over and let the Rams drop 50 on them. So Kansas City minus 12 and a half. I don't think that's a lock because the Chiefs are not great against the spread. They're 5 and 10. Gosh. And the Broncos played okay against them. Mahomes' three picks definitely helped out a lot, but, you know, Broncos, if Russell Wilson didn't go down, they maybe could have won that game, but probably not because they're the the Broncos. Uh, Broncos, you're just looking ahead till next year. I totally forgot that the Broncos have the Dolphins' first-round pick next year. So all is not lost in Denver. Nathaniel Hackett has been fired I don't know what I don't know what coach you could bring in outside of maybe Sean Payton that would make me want to buy back into the Broncos because they have great pieces and that defense played so well for so long until they stopped caring but I, I'm not gonna fault them for playing uh, porous with the way the season has gone they did they held up their end of the bargain you know we talked about it at Nas and the Broncos would probably be like. Nine and nine and seven right now. Maybe even like ten and six, right? No, ten and five right now. If they had just scored twenty points, they probably. I think they'd have an even better record for that. Obviously, if they didn't, if they scored twenty points last week, they wouldn't have won. But if they, if they were just able to play league median deep offense, they would be far better than what they are. You know, uh, I don't know. Do you just pay out Russell? Say, hey, thanks for coming. We're sorry. We we messed up. Um, go manage one of the 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 Walton's WalMarts. <sighs> yeah, I I hope I don't get stuck watching this game. Dolphins Patriots. All right. So Tua definitely is not playing this week. Teddy Bridgewater will start. I don't foresee Tua playing the rest of the season. He's had three concussions in three months, and this isn't the first year he's had concussions either. Uh, look, we we talked after the Chargers-Dolphins game that I was on the Herbert train, and I thought Tua was a medium, medium quarterback. Like, he's like a... like. Slightly worse than like a Kirk Cousins or Derek Carr type, like in that kind of range. But this just this sucks for the guy. Because, you know, having ACLs injuries or, you know, ticky tack, like abdomen, um, like rib injuries and stuff like that, like you can recover from that from those things and come back and play. We've seen that. 
I don't know how many concussions one can get before it's time to just hang it up because your long-term future is in doubt. I hope that he makes the decision that is best for him and his future, um, you know, guided by professionals. You just, you feel, you you really feel for the guy in this stage because, you know, he, he did have a career in front of him. Whether it was going to be as a top ten quarterback, I never saw it that way. But you know, he was he was fine. Um, yeah. So that's my spiel on it. I don't want to dwell too much on it. It's just it sucks sucks for Tua. It really does. All right. Looking at this game, however, so this is a must win for both teams. Like I said, if the Dolphins win and the Jets lose, they clinch the playoff spot, the final playoff spot. You start at eight and three. So if you go to 8-8, eight and eight, potentially missing on the playoffs next week if the Jets beat you, right, and then go 8-9, and nine, that is a that's quite the collapse, I, I will say. And the Patriots, same thing. They don't clinch anything this week. I think they need, they need the Jets to... No, actually, if they tie with the Jets, so if the Patriots win out and the Jets win out, because the Jets are also 7-8, and eight, if the Patriots win out, they'll get the playoff spot over the Jets because they're 2-0 against the Jets. So that's how it works for the AFC East. And the Jets, they need the Patriots to lose and then beat the Dolphins next week, and they need to beat the Hawks this week. So that's what we're looking at. Teddy Bridgewater starting for Miami. I don't see it as that much of a downgrade. Um, Vegas obviously does because it went from Miami minus 2 to New England minus 2.5. I hate Mac Jones. That is a dirty-ass player. I can't stand him. So I'm going to ride with Teddy B. I'm going to go Miami minus two. And then Miami to win. Plus, I want next week to mean something. Because if the Patriots win, and then they win next week, then the Jets are out. So I think the Dolphins winning, the Jets winning, it's going to make for a fun Week 18 game next week. So that's what I'm rooting for. Colts, Giants, um, I don't swear very much on this show. But if I did, it would be about this team. It opened up Giants minus three to Giants minus five and a half. I don't care. I'm taking Giants minus five and a half. Nick Foles is starting again this week. Uh, yeah, yeah, Giants. Giants minus three. Is there anything else to talk about? Nope, this is the worst team in the league. And you won't, like the Texans are more impressive than the Colts. Is that is that a hot take? I, I don't think it is. I hate this team. They've become my least favorite team in the NFL. Them and the Patriots. I can't stand them. I, I've dilated. Dilated? Is that, a, is, that, is that a proper word for this scenario? I have talked about the Colts ad nauseum and why I hate them so much. It was a slow burn to get to this point, but it has turned into vitriol against this team. I want nothing to do with them, and I can't stand them. Saints-Eagles, a game that does have some impact this week because if the Eagles win they clinch the one seed and the division for the NFC East Jalen Hurts is pushing to play but it's there's still no no word yet uh, Lane Johnson obviously is out as well as a couple of guys in their secondary my heart wants me to take the Saints but my head is saying Philly gets off the mat. Because Philly went toe-to-toe with Dallas despite having three turnovers. So uh, I'm obviously going to take Philly to win to wrap up the one seed. 
and then hopefully get healthy come the divisional round for the playoffs. But I'll take the Saints to cover here. Not point five plus five and a half, dummy. All right, Carolina, Tampa Bay, Carolina. The Bucks are my third least favorite team, and I don't want them in the playoffs. It opened up at Tampa Bay. How the hell do you make Tampa Bay minus six and a half favorites against anyone? Who do they blow? It took them to go to the wire in overtime. To beat a Trace McSorley-led Cardinals offense that could not throw the ball whatsoever. It's Tampa Bay minus three now. But I'm taking the Panthers to win. Get get out of my face. I I want nothing to do with this Bucks team. They are as infuriating to watch. Not as much, but they are infuriating to watch just like the Colts. And Tampa Bay is horrid against the spread. They are 3-11-1 against the spread. Most likely because they keep getting these terrible lines by Vegas. They get way too much respect. I get it. It's Brady. I love Brady. But this team is not not good enough to be six and a half point favorites to anyone. All right. Commanders, Browns. Another quarterback change to add to the list this week. Carson Wentz is starting for the Commanders. I said a lot of what I needed, what I felt like I wanted to say at the beginning of this week in Tuesday's podcast. Carson Wentz, I don't think, is a terrible downgrade from Taylor Heineke. I think they're both the kind of the same-ish quarterbacks, but the Commanders just seem to play better for Taylor Heineke, and I think that they root and rally around him. And I'm just shocked that that they're going back to Wentz. I tried seeing if there was some kind of contract thing, but it, I, I don't know. I It's it's very strange. Um, commanders are favored by two. I don't love the Browns. It's in Washington. This is a coin flip game. I don't have a coin near me, though. All right. So, I guess I'm going to take, you know what, I'm going to go underdog. Cleveland plus two and Cleveland to win. Congrats, Watson. You get you get a win. All right, Niners at Raiders. And boy, am I glad I recorded today instead of yesterday morning because Derek Carr has been benched and he will be benched for the rest of the season. He has stepped away from the team in order to let Jared Stidham start for the Vegas Raiders. And you might be asking, who is Jared Stidham? Well, the Raiders want to get a good look at him. You may remember him being on the Patriots, I believe, in Brady's last year. And Jared was also on one of the teams with Cam Newton. So he's been in the league for a bit. I don't quite understand what the Raiders are trying to see from him. But that's who they're going with. This is weird. It really comes down to if Carr got injured in the last two weeks, he had $40 million guaranteed towards him. And after the season, the Raiders can get out of his contract for $6 million. So I think he's gone. It's baffling to me that 
the onus just seems to be getting put on him rather than Josh McDaniels. McDaniels is a horrible coach. They've had four double-digit leads come halftime slip to their fingers. It's the most in the league. He's a horrible coach. I have been mean to the Raiders all year. And I believed in them once, and then they slapped me in the face with that loss to the Rams. I always I had an issue with them coming into this year because it felt like they had some unwarranted arrogance around them. That, oh, they got Devontae Adams, and they got Chandler Jones, and all of a sudden they were the cock of the walk. I never bought into it. They still can't beat the Chiefs. They, I went one and one against the Chargers. You had a better team this year than last year's, and you somehow are finishing worse. Probably going to go six and eleven to end the season when you were ten and seven last year, and you made the playoffs. You lost in the playoffs, but you still made the playoffs. This is completely on the coach, in my opinion. You have two guys who could easily be Offensive Players of the Year, Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. You have an okay offensive line and ancillary pieces around those two stalwart players. And he supposedly shored up the defense, but since Carr has been in the league, he's had the 32nd ranked defense overall. I feel for the guy. I don't know where he goes next year. But I say I I think that if you if the 49ers pick him up, oh boy. That, look, he he I think he's better than Jimmy G. He's more durable than Jimmy G. And look, I like Brock Purdy's story, but let's be honest, like who knows how much longer this is going to last for Brock Purdy. I mean, if we see him go off in the playoffs then ride with Brock Purdy next year Niners. I I don't want this for Derek Carr cuz well I do find that the arrogance that they had at the beginning of the season was annoying, or coming into the season was annoying. I don't want them to go to the Colts because that's a death sentence. Um, yeah, and to get to the game, it's Niners minus 10. San Francisco has been dog-walking people the last several weeks since they got blown out by the Chiefs. Granted, their injury report looked like a... Um, a uh, classroom attendance list. But I'm going to take the Niners minus 10. I expect them to slap the crap out of the Raiders. All right, Jets, Seahawks. Look, I was riding with the Hawks as long as I could. I've been off in the last few weeks and it's paid dividends. Both teams are 7 and 8. It opened up as Hawks minus 1.5. Now it's Jets minus 1.5. Mike White is back. So with that said, I'm taking the Jets to win. Because I want next week to mean something. And look, Hawks at this point, you guys had a fun run. I think it's the injuries have just caught up. And if you've got two first-round picks, and you're probably going to have a top five first-round pick. And I imagine the Hawks will be probably mid-teens. So take that right into the sunset for this year and come back next year even stronger. Um, Tyler Lockett might be back this week, which would be a point in the Seattle's contention. But I think, I think the Jets' defense is so much better than the Hawks' defense. 
and I think they will be able to make quick work of the Hawks' offense. And the Jets' offense will be able to do just enough to win the game. Vikings-Packers. Now, this line hasn't moved at all. It's Packers minus 3.5, which sucks because I saw in other places it was minus 3. So, while I would love to take them minus 3, I can't. So, I'll take the Vikings to cover the spread. I'll take, I'm going to take Green Bay to win. You might be thinking, oh, John, the Vikings blew out the Packers in week one. Yeah, the Vikings got up 23, I believe, in that game, and then didn't score a single point in the second half. And if it wasn't for Christian Watson dropping a wide-open touchdown, that game would have been much closer, and the Packers could have easily won that game. Packers are hot right now. They've won, I believe, four in a row. Yeah, the Rams. Okay. Um, Looking really quick at the injury report because it actually means something for this game. So Christian Watson. I'm sorry. They're on a three-game winning streak right now, that being the Packers. So they got good news. Christian Watson is practicing. He missed practice on Wednesday, but he is practicing on Thursday. So I think with him being back, playing in Green Bay this time, I like Green Bay in this game. They didn't they didn't play good last week and they still beat the Dolphins. Um Rogers is missing dudes, dudes were dropping balls. They weren't relying on the run as much as I feel like they should have. I'm gonna go with the Packers. And I don't see it as a slap in the face of the Vikings. The NFC North has just been playing close games pretty much all season except for um, Packers-Vikings. All right, Rams-Chargers. This game doesn't have much meaning for anyone except for the Chargers to play for seeding purposes. So I'm going to go... It was Los Angeles minus 8. And I think because of the Rams blowing out the Broncos the way they did, it's now minus 6.5 for the Chargers. I'm still going to go Chargers minus 6.5. The Chargers didn't play very good last week and still won by 17 points. They had multiple turnovers, and the offense just continues to look terrible. It's such a hard offense to watch. They Even if they win a couple playoff games, they need to get rid of Joe Lombardi. They need somebody else there. And it makes me sad they didn't get Brian Dable as their head coach. All right, we've got a doozy of a game for Sunday night. Baltimore minus... Four against the Steelers. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Baltimore minus two and a half versus the Steelers. Steelers have been playing pretty good, and they're playing for their playoff lives right now. I think they need they need Miami to lose for sure because the Steelers lost to them earlier this year, and I believe they beat the Patriots. No, actually, I don't know if they did beat the Patriots. I remember they were up that game, and then the Patriots came back. Oh, they did lose the Patriots. So, shoot, I don't know what the, I don't know if the Steelers can make the playoffs at this rate. Because if the Dolphins or Patriots win, so I think what the the Steelers need to win out, and then the Dolphins need to either win this week. They need to lose one of the Dolphins. Or the Patriots needs to lose out, and one of them needs to lose uh, at least one. I think that's I I think I did it right. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. So, 
scheme doesn't mean a whole lot for Baltimore. It feels like they're keeping things in reserve for the playoffs. Um, I don't think Lamar's playing. Let's see. He's still on track to return this season five hours ago. That doesn't sound good. I think they're just waiting for him to to come back in the playoffs. He's still up in the air. They're, I mean, they're just they're being super coy about his injury status. I think they're waiting to bring him back for the playoffs. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Pittsburgh plus two and a half, and I'll take Pittsburgh to win. Because the Ra- the Ravens don't need this game that much, and they don't need to win the division to make the playoffs because they're already in the playoffs. All right, Monday night, probably easily the best Monday night game all year. Buffalo at Cincinnati. Buffalo's favored by one point. So whoever you think is going to win, just take. Um, I'm going to take Buffalo to win. I think that the Bengals are going to I think the Bengals are going to chill out the next couple of weeks and just try and keep their guys as healthy as possible because Lyle Collins being out scares me for the playoffs. It doesn't scare me so much for this game, but down the road it it it, it does. And then obviously uh Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard are injured at the moment. Bills Riding the hot streak, so are the Bengals. They're two of the hottest teams in the NFL, but they haven't. Been, neither of them have been playing great the last several weeks. So I think this would be a lower scoring game than people think. Over under is at forty nine and a half. I'd probably take the under on that. And it's going to be a cold game in Cincinnati. Um, neither team. Well, the Bills need this game to help wrap up the one seed. And the Bengals, if they do win, they will be in place for the first seed, provided the Chiefs lose one of the last two games. So it could be a three-way tie for the one seed come the end, and the Bengals would get it if they beat the Bills this week. But I am going to take the Bills to win. I don't have any strong feeling either way. Um, Everyone knows I love both these teams. My heart goes for the Bengals, but my head is taking the Bills. Um, Stephon Diggs did pop up on the injury report, so that's something to look at. But I think they'll be able to do enough. The Bengals have been playing with fire the last couple of weeks. They played one half against both the Bucks and the Patriots, and it was enough to win. But I don't know if it'll be enough to do it against the Bucks. Or no, I'm sorry, not the Bucks, the Bills. So I'll take the Bills to win. The Bills dropped double-digit points on the Bears within a few minutes. And if the Bengals aren't careful, they're going to get blown out if they only play one half like they have been. But that is week 17. I don't think there's anything that I missed. Um, There's some crazy stories coming out this week. Between the car situation, Malik Willis getting benched. Um, Obviously the whole Tua situation. And then... I guess the Eagles with Jalen Hurts, but I don't think Hurts comes back to the playoffs, which, in my opinion, doesn't bode well for their playoff hopes. But with all that being said, that's going to do it for this week. Thank you all very much for listening, and I'll talk to you all on Tuesday.